Next, the instructor tapped the keyboard in front of him. Now, let's see how accurate you were. A screen was filled with the head and shoulders of the first of the targets at which Cho had fired. Numerals in red identified the placement and sequence of the shots. The instructor used the digital mouse to move through each of her targets in turn. Joe realized with mounting relief and just a hint of pride that not one of her shots had missed its target, and they had all been lethal headshots. The instructor smiled for the first time. Bloody impressive, he said. Although after your performance on the ranges yesterday, I suppose we should have expected this. His smile faded. Mind you. If you'd been one of my guys, you'd have failed today's little exercise on that reloading debacle alone and had to repeat it. He eased his chair back and swiveled to face her. We repeat these exercises until it becomes second nature. Question is, now the Home Secretary is talking about plain-clothed officers walking the streets wearing concealed sidearms, will they get the same level of training? I doubt it. I don't expect I'll be authorized to carry a weapon unless we're engaged in a counter-terrorism operation, or there's a specific known threat, Joe said. But in any case, they'll insist on regular refresher courses. I hope they do, the instructor replied, for your sake, the public's, and ours. Fed, showered, and changed into civilian clothes, Joe was on the train back to Manchester, after two action-packed days with the SAS regiment in Stirling Lines, she was glad not to be driving. She checked her Blackberry. No new texts, no missed calls. A succession of emails, all of which could wait until she was back at base. Nothing from Abby. It had been over a week since Abby had left. Since then, they had only communicated by text. Joe's phone calls had gone unanswered, her voice messages lost in the ether. Abby's texts had been formal and abrupt. She was staying with Sally, the sister of her friend James from uni, who was the intended sperm donor for her baby. Abby would call at the apartment for some of her things when Joe was at work. She would continue, for the time being, to pay her share of the mortgage through direct debit. For the time being, what the hell did that mean? For a month? Two months? Until Joe came to her senses? Joe didn't even know how she felt about the situation. Okay, she was angry, but Abby had presented her with an ultimatum. Abby was going to have a baby, and she was going to have it her way. And there would be more babies, at least another two. Abby wanted them to become a proper family. If Joe wanted to be part of that, fine. If not, they were finished. That wasn't fair. Joe had never said that she didn't want it, only that she could not yet see how they could make it work. Joe knew that she was being dishonest. Deep down, she was still worried about the world she lived in and the work she did. About not being there when Abby needed her to be. About the prospect of any children they decided to raise losing one of their parents. Losing her. And there was James Bloody Warburton. How did Abby expect her to feel? Selecting as the father this former friend from her time at uni, what role was he going to have in their growing family? What role might he expect to have? Despite all that, Joe really missed her.
she missed her touch, her feel, her smell, the sound of her voice, the comfortable silences they shared. Her absence was a physical ache in the pit of her stomach. Joe sighed and reached for her book. The matronly woman sitting across from Joe nudged her partner and nodded in Joe's direction. The movement, slight though it was, had not escaped Joe's attention. The two had taken in her black hair with its annoying tendency to curl, intelligent dark brown eyes, attractive face, and tall athletic build. But their attention now focused on the cover of the book. They looked surprised and uneasy. It was, after all, a catchy title. The Evil That Men Do, FBI Profiler Roy Hazelwood's Journey into the Mind of Sexual Predators. Joe lowered the book and smiled serenely. It's my homework.